I am still living with your ghost Lonely and dreaming of the West Coast I don't want to be your downtime I don't want to be your stupid game With my big black boots and an old suitcase I do believe I'll find myself a new Welcome back to Napalm and Friends. And this week's guest is what you'll get if you throw classic comedy, wholesome magic, and an epic beard into a blender. The truly talented, Eddie Medrano. Hello, Thank hello. you so much for giving me a bit of your time. You have no idea how much I truly appreciate it. Like you are just such this amazing character and super grateful that we, <laughs> that we crossed paths. And before we get into this epic performer that you are today, how did you find magic? Okay, so. Hi, everybody. My name is Funny Eddie, former U.S. Marine, uh, former Ringling Brothers clown. Just amazed with uh, Napalm Nanny's podcast. I love it so much. Anyway, okay. so you asked me how I got started into all of this. I was five years old. I was watching KTLA Channel 5 News over here in Los Angeles, of course. And I saw Doug Henning on TV. Doug Henning is a magician from Canada. Just amazing. I mean, he had like 
it was the 70s. He had long flowing dark brown hair, wearing coveralls with a rainbow patch on his chest, big buck teeth, which is just amazing. And uh, he started doing magic and I just fell in love with it. And I'm like, I told my mom I wanted to be three things when I grow up, a magician, a clown and a stuntman. So uh, two out of three. Well, actually, I did get all three if you really think about it. But yeah, it was just amazing to see Doug Henning on TV when you're that little. Dude, that's fantastic. You know, it's funny, like for me personally, the first time I, I ever came across uh, magic was, I don't know if you recall, like The Masked Magician. Mm-hmm. It was like yes. a weekly TV show. And I was like, yeah. oh, no, here's like the behind the scenes. And it was like so scandalous. And it's like he couldn't share his identity because he was like breaking the magician's code or from what I believe, yeah. from what I understood. Oh, yeah. He was hated by so many magicians. Oh, really? Oh, big time. He was getting death threats. People just hated the fact that he was doing what he was doing. But the funny thing is, any magic trick can be done three or four different ways. And he was showing some of the most elaborate, inconceivable ways of performing it. So it was like, well, this isn't so bad. And it's giving magic a little boost, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was my my first encounter. Um, but seeing that you that you were so dead set, like this is what you wanted to do. Like, how did you first start doing it? Like, did you get did you buy like a little magic kit, cards, or like what was your first couple of magic tricks? So I went to the library, but at the same time, this is the crazy part. I also went to Circus Vargas, and Circus Vargas was in what is known as the Lamo Mall in Carson. Mm-hmm. So it's right off the four hundred five and like the kind of close to the 110, kind of, sort of. But I saw uh, Circus Vargas there, and I remember seeing a big, tall clown going to a dryer, a washing machine. Then he came out as a little person. And that also affected my just wanting to be able to perform magic and clowning, too. Mm -hmm. But um, I went to the library. I started making my own stuff up. I sucked. I was like five. So it was terrible, but I always kept up with it. And then when I started making money, that's when I started going, you know, as a teenager, that's when I started going to the magic shops and just going on from there. And then, you know, magic's been in my life on and off, on and off and on and off. Just, uh, I just love it. And it's so much fun to see somebody's reaction when you make something disappear in your hand and then reappear reappear in their hands. It's just mind blowing sometimes. That's fantastic. Do you recall your first performance? Well, my first actual performance was I just got out of the US Marine Corps. So I was like 27 and I just got engaged. Awesome, awesome girl. It just didn't work out, but she's just amazing. And she had a set. She didn't have a set, but her uh, brother had a set of twins. Mm-hmm. Well, his wife did, you know what I mean? And uh, I got to perform for their fifth birthday party dressed in clown. And I didn't have any mentors or anything like that, but I did all my magic tricks in, in makeup and everything. And it was just so much fun, but it was nerve wracking because I really didn't know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I wish I had video because it, it would have been hilarious. <laughs> See, I that's what I love about like hearing about people's first performance, because everyone just kind of has that common stage fright or like the butterflies in their stomach. I was talking to this one amazing guitarist last night. While I was recording with him for another episode. And same thing. It's like the first performance. It was just all those jitters and, you know, everything that could go wrong, would go wrong. And to see the evolution of these performances now, like you shared one of your performances with me and you had me dying from laughter. Like you have great comedic chops. And that actually leads into my next question for you is 
you do incorporate these like kind of classic comedy staples in your performance. So how would you say that, you know, either film or shows, like how does that work in your in your act? Oh, growing up, see, I'm from LA. Born, I was born in East LA, mm-hmm. raised in SoCal until I was like 22, 23, then joined the Marine Corps, our side, went all over the world and stuff. But KTLA, they used to play um, so many uh, Abbott and Costello flicks and mm-hmm. Laurel and Hardy and Three Stooges. I mean, it was just amazing in the late 70s and early 80s, all the stuff they were playing and they were playing monster movies too. And I love, you know, the staples of the werewolf, Frankenstein's monster, Dracula. So all of those things just stuck in my head. And and I don't know, I just remember things and I do little, little things that nobody ever noticed in the shows and it just comes out and it's just, it hits in so many levels, I should say. You know? no, it definitely does. Uh, and the performance that you shared with me, like immediately caught the whole entire reference or the entire act that was developed around uh, Groundhog Day. Yes. Like the repetition and then just like the, I, I don't know what to call it, like magic or illusions or just, again, just, just your act in general. It just, it fits so well and so beautifully. Thank you. And Thank it was you. amazing. And one day I hope to catch you like in a live show. Um, you will, you're close by, you're close to the Magic Castle now. True. Yeah. So definitely, that's going in my calendar. Um, and something that I didn't know about you, or, or I just couldn't recall at the moment until you mentioned it in this interview, as far as your time in the Marines, it seems like with the Marines, it's like all this discipline and it's just very, not black and white, but uh, for lack of better words, it sounds very terrifying. <laughs> and you are just this like po- like colorful character. But it makes sense though, because like with Marines, that requires discipline and with your you know, acts and your performance, that also requires discipline. So, I mean, do you, do you mind kind of elaborating a little bit more on the relationship between the two? Not at all, not at all. In fact, um, so um, I got out of the Marine, I was in the Marine Corps in 93, 97. Mm-hmm. I was very lucky, very, very lucky. I didn't see any action. I never had to um, unholster my weapon or anything like that. I lived in Panama for a year and that was great because I forgot how to speak Spanish because I was, I, I was raised here in a LA and at the time it's like oh you can't speak Spanish you have to speak English I'm like okay so living in Panama I just totally learned how to speak Spanish again and everybody everything just everyone gravitated toward me in a way even the locals they're like hey what's going on Medrano I'm like hey how's it going but in Spanish Uh, but it was just amazing because I had a, I had an amazing time in the Marine Corps, and a lot of the, the things that you do in the Marine Corps and in the circus was very they were so similar because everybody has a job. You have to know everybody else's job, and it's the repetition, the the dedication to make sure that you know your craft. If it's mm-hmm. cleaning a gun or making sure you know where the ace of spades is in the deck of cards, and you know so you won't mess the trick up. So it's very very similar. And it was just amazing. I had a great time there, but I, I couldn't stay in. There was no money in the Marine Corps, so I joined the circus and made less. Oh, wow. That is, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like mind blown. Or I was like, damn, you know, you're right. There are a lot of similarities. You know, thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, I feel like you have, you are just such this like interesting character. Like I am going to tag your Instagram page thank in you. the bio of this episode. So people mm-hmm. like definitely check him out. Like you are just, 
even across like social media, just across through a screen, like you are just like this ray of sunshine. And just coming across you, I'm just like, oh, you make me feel good, like already being around you. So I can see why people in Panama were just like kind of drawn to you. Cause I'm like, oh, I get it. Like I'm drawn to you too. Oye, Vega, time to pull out your hairy chinchings. All right, Kukui, hang on to you some red horns.
going into another question that I had for you. If you had to build a class curriculum, what book, movie, and album would be part of your syllabus? So, maybe you don't know. I'm a summer camp counselor. You've mentioned, yeah. Yeah, so I'm the director at Pally Adventures mm -hmm. over in Running Springs up in California, right next to Lake Arrowhead. And I actually perform or uh, do a, a specialty, which is 15 hours of instructions for the kids that want to be there. And my, um, it just comes across of, instead of going, hey, check this out. Uh, you go, hey, can I share something magical with you? So you ask permission to perform because you don't, I hate when like a typical dude doing magic trick, hey, pick a card. And you're like, who, who are you? You know what I mean? 
So you ask for permission and that's like the first thing that I, I teach in my class. But if there was a book for magic, it's Mark Wilson's Encyclopedia of Magic or Mark Wilson's Magic Book, which is Mark Wilson's just amazing. He got his start on KTLA over here in LA and he was like the first pretty much infomercial in a way mm-hmm. because Pillsbury would sponsor his show and then he would do his show and he would make uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy appear out of magic tricks. So Mark Wilson and Nani Wilson and Greg Wilson are all just magic royalty and and they're my friends. Um, they're just amazing people. So Mark Wilson's books in magic, really good for kids. Now, album. Oh, wait, no, I'll go to the movie. I'll go to the movie. Okay. It's not even a movie. It's a it's a series. It's called Gravity Falls. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with it? I've heard of it. I remember when I was working as an as a tutor or as a teacher assistant with LUSD, I had a couple of students who would always tell me like, you need to watch it, Miss. Like you have to watch it. And I just never got around to it. But I know it was like super popular with the kids. It still is. And that I love Gravity Falls because it's it's made by a, a person, uh, a guy by the name of Alex Hirsch, mm-hmm. and he just understands what I love to do. He hits at so he hits it he hits at so many different levels. He hits at the kids and then unbeknownst to the kids, he's also hitting the the parents with some really funny, funny stuff. Everything is G-rated, but Gravity Falls is like all the campers know if I make references to the to the TV show. And it was only on for two and a half years and it and he stopped at the very, very top. And it's just amazing uh what he did. So Gravity Falls is the movie and then um soundtrack would be anything by punk rock factory are you familiar with them no i don't think i am actually but i mean i still haven't got on your playlist so maybe you can throw them in there so oh yeah punk rock factory is there a buzzing or is that okay no i'm not i'm not picking anything up that's fine okay no no it's a b outside i'm so sorry anyway (laughs) so (laughs) that's terrible so for the album for the class it would be anything put out by punk rock factory they are amazing they do cover songs for like disney but their cover for bruno is spectacular do you know about bruno um i know we don't talk about him (laughs) exactly i made a knock knock joke knock knock who's there bruno bruno who Shh. we don't talk about bruno (laughs) so when i teach class I ask them that. I also teach after school programs, magic and circus skills. When I ask them, knock, knock, everybody just goes, we don't talk about Bruno. They already know I'm going to do it. <laughs> so the album would definitely be soundtracked anything by Punk Rock Factory. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to use Metalachi, but there's too many. That's not kid friendly. So okay, okay. I'll get fired. But Metalachi is awesome. Do you know about Metalachi? I've heard of them. I know they've played yeah. at like the, what is it? The Santa Fe Swami? I think so. Yes, 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 yes. They, they were actually performed, out here. They performed around there, and I remember seeing it, and I just never have been able to catch a performance. Oh, it's so crazy. It's so worth it. it it's like, it's like Metalachi. I mean, it's like Mariachi meets WWE meets just hard rock all together. I know. <laughs> and again, you know what? You still need to send me your playlist for this episode. So you oh. have full free range of the seven songs. You can pick whatever you want. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That is so awesome. So we covered the I'm book. Sorry, eight songs. Uh, oh, eight songs. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Um, and then the book is also Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I haven't. I know they also turned that one into a film, didn't they? Yes. Haven't the seen book. or read either. 
the book is good. The book is really, really good too. But that's just something that I love. And anything by Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah, Calvin and um, Hobbes is just. So you mentioned as far as working as a camp counselor in an after-school program, what's a typical age range that you work with? So at my summer camp, it's um, from the ages of eight to 16. Mm-hmm. And then at, at the after-school program that I teach, it's uh, it could be from five-year-olds to like eight-year-olds. Aww. So when I teach five-year-olds, <sighs> it's really messy. <laughs> <laughs> we we did a magic trick where you have an empty cup, you put a quarter in the empty cup, and then you put rice over the quarter, mm-hmm. and you have to figure out how to get the quarter out, and you could keep it. They don't have jobs. A quarter's a lot to a little kid, so you have to figure out how to get the quarter out without spilling the rice or putting your hand into the rice. And it's just scientific. If you shake the cup up and down like this, mm-hmm. uh, it's like getting a, a a toy out of a cereal um, box. So if you shake it, everything that's light goes down and the heavier object goes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't do that. I had $4 in quarters. I had 16 cups and five pounds of rice all over the classroom within two seconds. They just all decided just to throw the, the cup up because I didn't mention you can't throw the cup, cup up. So, oh. yeah. So there was rice everywhere. I made a TikTok about it and got like 5,000 views. I was happy. Oh, that's hilarious. I, I don't know. I love working with kids. They're, they're just so like funny. I remember at the elementary school that I was working at, I we had something called Tiger Bucks. So if like they did a good deed, we would like yes. it's a reward system. So... I guess I might have abused the system because <laughs> I was like paying, quote unquote, paying the kids to write jokes. And they would come up to me and like give me some of the weirdest jokes of like, oh, you know, what did the football say to the coach? It's like, oh, don't fart on me. And I was like, you know what? That's funny. Like, I'm still going to pay you. I don't get it, but I'm going to pay you. Yeah. And then like other jokes where it's like, oh, what did, God, how did it go? It was like, what did the Mexican chicken say to its kid? It's like, ben paca. Oh my God, and I was that is like, funny. So I was like, I have to pay these kids. It's like, these are just like comedy chops. Um, I did get in trouble for that because they told me it was only for good deeds. And I was like, they're my writers, you know? Yeah. Um, so working with kids is absolutely fantastic. But when did you realize that you wanted to work with kids? Cause I mean, I feel like you're just such a natural. Right, uh, I love kids. That's why I don't have any. Mm. So, <laughs> same. <laughs> uh, right. Um, I always, how should I put this? In Ringling Brothers, it was just awesome to go to a kid, especially me being like 5'10 and 230 then, you know, being a big clown and just seeing a little kid and he looks like he doesn't know you. He has no idea what's going on. And I just look at him and I just wave at him and I'm still like 10 feet away. And then if they're cool, they come up. If they're not, I just tell them, hey, I'm going to stay here. You stay there. Are we cool? And they're like, yeah, this guy's actually asking if it's okay. And then they warm up and it's just awesome. So I've always been really good with kids. I've been lucky. They know I'm in the shopping, I'm in the in the mall or I'm in the um, grocery store and kids just look at me and start laughing. And I'm like, what's going on? I mean, you're yeah. Santa year round, you know, like yes. you, said, you have this like epic beard. How long did it take you to grow that? If you don't uh, mind me asking. Pandemic. ever since the pandemic started i used to have a goatee and a handlebar mustache Mm -hmm. and why was i gonna shave you know just we just let it go and then i did uh zoom santa visits Mm -hmm. and that was awesome and then it just i mean i'm i i'm the way i am and it just happens to be 
Santa. <laughs> Almost so bold.
Beta la chi me acompaña cuando canto mi canción. Me gusta tomar mis copas. Aguardiente. Lo mejor. También el tequila blanco con su salida sabor. Samba quente que é muito legal É super pra frente É bem genial Embalo como este só quem vai curtir Quem não se machucar Quando deixa cair Por isso vem, vem Quem parou na nossa Este balanço tira qualquer um da fossa Ele é um barato E é da pesada Este é o famoso 16 toneladas E Bolei o ano inteiro este samba pra frente É gostoso pá, que é um samba decente Segura esta conversa, segura a jogada Quem não gosta de samba, não gosta de nada E a curtição do samba empolgado É um flamengão no estádio lotado Turma da pesada que segura a parada Isso é o famoso 16 toneladas Sente este samba quente que é muito legal É super pra frente, é bem genial Embalo como este, só quem vai curtir Quem não se machucar quando deixa cair Por isso vem, vem, quem parou na nossa Este balanço tira qualquer um da fossa Ele é um barato e é da pesada Este é o famoso 16 toneladas Já dei o meu recado, agora vou me mandar Vou refrescar a cuca pra poder incrementar Vou de cuca cansada, só da confusão Onda de pirado deixa a gente na mão Por isso nem vem, não vai me encontrar Agora estou na minha, pois estou devagar Já disse o que queria toda rapaziada Ai, Lulu Dezesseis toneladas. Well, if she wants to be a singer in the band, maybe I give a girl a hand and a microphone. Looks like she's all alone. She can bring a friend, though she's not my kind of friend. She keeps on staring me out with her. All black and blue eyes And I can take a dancing just to give the girl a chance And I was never that good at being nice when I should I guess that she'll forgive me right before she tries to kill me Cause I sold her on yesterday's Come take me home, I Take a waltz and just so she could kick my head Then all I do believe I was drunk And both of my heads are strong I guess her name is Tina Cause before I'd even seen her I was lost and her what's your name Just get me fucked up 
absolutely fantastic and you know i do want to say you're always more than welcome to come back on the shot because i think you have such great insight and i love I, like i said you're just so magnetic thank you um but before i let you go i do want to know seeing that you do work with kids and you do teach magic what advice can you give to listeners who are starting or want to dabble in magic oh um go on youtube you know check out shin lim Check out Mario the Mag the Maker Magician. Mario the Maker Magician. I just found out about him. He's amazing. He uses um, Adreno computer stuff, you know, servos and everything. And his whole show is based on that. So it's all like STEM, science, uh, technology, uh, engineering, and mom. No, it's not mom. Math. It's math. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he uses all of that in his show. Uh, go to YouTube. Find out if there's magicians around you. If you really, really want to get into it, go to the library. Uh, you don't have to spend any money. Just get one of the books. Mark Wilson's an amazing place to start off. And it doesn't matter if you're a kid. If you're a grown-up, just knowing a few magic tricks is awesome, especially just like little icebreakers in the office, you know? I, you know what, you make a point. Like I should probably learn how to do some tricks with coins or some cards, like. Yeah. I will be adding the link to those uh, YouTube channels as well, along with your page. Um, I don't know if you would want me to add the link to the summer camp or. Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah. So I'll throw those in there in the bio. So if anyone wants to check them out, they're right there. The resources are right there. So there's no excuse. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're amazing. I love your podcast. I, I've listened to them all. It's crazy. Oh, you're too kind. I know. Um, I know it sounds bad, <laughs> but any final words or? <laughs> um, Do what you love. Do what you love and try and get paid for it. That's amazing. Definitely. You know? That's all I can really, really say. Just follow your dreams, follow your passions. Uh, keep yourself open to everything. You know, somebody might offer you to go somewhere one night and you're like, no, nah, that's not my cup of tea. But then you're like, you know what? Let's go. Let's do it. You know, stay healthy, stay happy and just respect each other. That's about it. Be kind to each other. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. 
And with all that being said, thank you so much for giving me a bit of your time. I know you're incredibly busy, so I appreciate this so much. I do hope you're back on, you know, whenever you're free or whenever you want to chat about something, because you also do uh, balloon animals, which I'm actually pretty fascinated by. Oh yeah, I do balloon animals. I do burlesque. My girlfriend, Lily Von Stubb, she produced a weekly Monday night show called The Monday Night Tees in LA for 13 years. Every Monday night I was performing. I not performing, yeah would love to have her on as a guest to be honest oh yeah oh she's 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 interesting she's amazing she's really that somehow oh totally yeah yeah she's she yeah kindred spirits thank you so much (laughs) uh so yeah thank you guys for tuning in till next week